zombies. <laughs> what about him, Nathan? Well, George A. Romero was in town the other day. It's true. And he looked really because... lonely when I walked by his booth. Oh, really? There was oh, no I lot. Was he was just the... kind of there. I was at the panel, and there was there was a good number of people there. But uh, I guess, yeah. I guess because of that, I bought a Blu-ray called Night Riders. And with that Blu-ray, I also purchased Wonderful 101. But I am hogging the zombie spotlight. I, I meant to ask you about something you did, and I don't know what it is. So that's why it's hard to kind of run into it. <laughs> But George Romero invented zombies. John enjoys zombies. There you go. What 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 happened? What was the zombie thing? You did a zombie thing. Uh, this weekend for a friend's birthday, I went to a zombie survival simulator. It's okay. Is that like, you know, you're all in a park, and there's some people dressed as zombies, and uh, other people are survivors? It was at a... Uh, I'm trying to think of what you'd call it. Like, not a convention center, but... Uh... Just like kind of like a sports center, like there was like an arena, and there was like a gym, okay, like a bunch okay. of rooms on the side, stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. took over this entire building and basically overrun it with zombies. So the idea was, uh, you all run inside this building, run away from zombies that are chasing you from the outside, okay, and then you have to scrounge around for weaponry, and food, and shelter, and then try to survive for eighteen hours. Like, literal, real-time 18 hours? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's, like, kind of a... Like, honestly, I don't want to, like, make the direct... So it's, like, LARPing, but with zombies? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But there's, like, set rules and everything, and I'm assuming... What what weaponry... How does this fight work in these rules? You hit them. Oh, with, like, a foam bat or something? Yeah, it's all it's all foam weapons, or depending on what you found. I had to go around with a pylon, because that's the only thing I could grab in time. Okay. Uh, one of the people in my group had brought their own giant bat. Another person found a board with nails in it. And the last person in our group had nothing. So, like, a foam Yeah, foam, with foam, foam stick nails? and foam nails, yeah. Okay. I guess, I'd, cool, inventive use of foam. So the pylon, are you just like Frank West, like putting it on their head, or is it like bludgeoning? I, I had it like a bat, like I was like spinning around in my hand, just like ready to swing it if anything came nearby. And then I grab like a plastic lid or something that I could use as a shield or to tackle people. So, so I guess say you're a survivor and it's like hour ten, and you get overrun by zombies. Do you then turn, or are you out of the game? Yeah, if they bite you on the head or torso, you're out of the game. But if they bite you on the arm, you can. Hack off your arm and then go around the rest of the game with just one arm or one leg. But you can't become a zombie, I guess, is kind of what I'm saying. You can become a zombie. That's actually what you do if you get killed off, is you just you go okay, to good. the back room. Because okay. yeah. I guess like, if you're participating in this 18-hour event, it would be super lame if it's just like, yeah, that person's actually just done. Like, they're defeated. But I guess a zombie could be killed, and then are they just defeated? Uh, if they get killed, they just walk off and then just spawn somewhere else. Okay. So you get to respawn. Yeah. But cool. How many people were participating in this thing? 150, I think. Wow. I believe that's how many tickets they had for the first first day. They did two days. They did uh, Saturday and Sunday. We only went to Saturdays. Okay. I mean, like, I've heard of, like, zombie runs and stuff, but this sounds much more like this is a game. This is much more intricate, yeah. It it was unique, to say the least. Um, There were guns hidden around. Uh, airsoft guns, but I mean, they still fired oh, okay. airsoft pellets, so you could you were still shooting people. Mm-hmm. 
And there were bandits running around just murdering survivors. So you weren't only surviving against the zombies, also like these random bandits who would break into your shelter and try to kill you. Okay. So, so I actually didn't run into a single zombie up until when I got killed. I Instead, I spent the majority of my time either resting in a safe house or dodging bullets. From other people? Like yes. Like the, the worst enemy is man, that whole thing. From the bandits, yeah. None of the other survivors really attacked us, but just these bandits, which were literally people running around with, like, machine gun, airsoft guns meant to kill people. Are these, like, event staff, or is that, like, a yeah, weird role? Yeah, event, event staff, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, cool. I, I guess I just, I didn't know that was another part of this zombie fad was, like, in-depth survival simulations, but that's kind of more intriguing to me than, like, a marathon with makeup, you know? Like, mm. that's, that's kind of cool. But I, I don't know, although I wasn't there, was it a fun event, or you said you were hanging out in a safe house, like, did you find it actually wasn't all that exciting, or? Yeah, it... the way I played it wasn't all that fun, to be honest. Okay, but practical, but you said you didn't make it, you were killed. So... Yeah, what happened was, uh, we went, I think we were in two hours in one safe room, there was about 20 of us, and then bandits rushed down our door, so we ran outside, Ran around the entire building, then came back in through the main entrance, and then a bunch of us split up. We went to a different safe house. Uh-huh. That one got rushed by bandits. Uh, I actually got hurt uh, guarding the doorway. They crashed into it so hard, I got slammed into a bench, so I've got a huge bruise on the side of my body. Okay. So not, like, foam bat hurt. Like no, no, like, actual hurt. hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, so then, but we I survived that rush, and then uh, this was about four or five hours in, so at this point I was getting hungry. We were supposed to go mm. around and scavenge for food, but someone who had been sitting in our base for about an hour or two doing nothing uh, suddenly turned into a zombie and killed me. Well, oh, is this, like, part of the rules of just, like, there are apparently people that we weren't, have, like, we a weren't told or this. something? We weren't told oh, okay. this. It just happened. So there... But when he did this, like, he accidentally slammed me into another bench which then uh. smacked up my, my ankle. So uh, my my entire right side is, like, just riddled with bruises. It's from your simulation. You're yeah. You're now kind of down and out. That's That sucks, but fun overall sounds potentially cool. But... Eh, I, I feel like what I expected was not what I got. I expected something more akin to what the bandits were doing, just running around, just kind of, like, nonstop action. Okay. Like, it seems like their role is to kind of mix it up, keep you from just stagnating and hanging out. Yeah. Because it's just like, I'll just pass the clock. Like, I'll just, I, I played Dead Rising, I'll just grab a bunch of orange juice and stand on top of this pagoda. Yeah, and exactly. I'll just hang out here for 18 hours. Yeah, their role seemed a lot more fun than what I was doing, so I wish I had been, like, a bit more action-packed and run around. Like, I never got to swing in a, a zombie at all. Oh, okay. So, and I got like, I guess... Like, your zombie team could just elect to, like, all right, we're going to go out zombie hunting for no good reason. Yeah, like, but at that point, then, like, you're risking, like, the bandits running up and killing you, so. It was I, okay, it really yeah, was more so you were hiding from the bandits. The zombies were a non-threat. So uh, it's Bandit Simulator. So it's basically, yeah, this just sounds like DayZ, then, at some point. Just kinda. the people are the real reason that you need to hide. But, hmm. Worth the cost? I'm assuming this was a costly thing. Yeah, it was a bit costly. Um, my experience was not worth it. Other people's were. So. Right. I guess, yeah, sorry. We've already firmly established that this was a bit disappointing. Yeah. But, we, um, I tried out being a zombie for a bit, and yeah, by the time we turned into zombies, it kind of became pretty shitty for the zombies. 
because the major group that people were trying to kill were downstairs in a weight room with all the lights off. Okay. So and they had flashlights, so you couldn't see anything till they turned on their flashlights and got you. Clever, I guess, but yeah, no. Just other... sitting in the dark for a day sounds terrible. Yeah, so it was like me and another dude that was in my group when we got converted. We walked up into this room, we couldn't see anything, and then suddenly we were just smacked on the back of the head, and we're just like, "Oh, well, I guess With we're dead foam now." Bats. Yeah. Okay. The other problem, like, you also couldn't see like anything with the masks on like the visibility was pretty bad mm-hmm. so like we just started like tripping over each other oh what it's just latex zombie mask? it's a giant latex mask but with like uh eye protection over where the eyes are because okay. the airsoft guns yeah right right so uh when we go back and spawn to a different place there were people literally just standing by where the zombies would spawn to attack them immediately so they couldn't actually do anything yeah this sounds so kind of pe- like an imbalanced were... video game yeah it was <laughs> people were spawn camping the zombies yeah, and then also by the time that we had like started doing stuff, the military storyline-wise had just shown up. So there were these another armed group running around with machine guns shooting at zombies. So we were just I by that time I was just like, okay, this is fucking stupid. I've been shot at a bunch. I'm sick of this shit, and I just left early. <laughs> Screw this! I'm going home. Yeah, I'm it, bruised up. I'm just yeah. like I'm done. I got there at five a.m. And I left at 1, and I was supposed to be there till 11 p.m. Oh, okay. The, yeah, so I was just like, nope. Ten hours early. Yeah. Out of the group of four I was in, I was the second one to die. And I think I died around 10, 30, 11. Mm-hmm. And the last two people in our group lost at 5 and 6 p.m. Okay. So and there's no birthday cake or anything after? Wasn't this a birthday thing? or? Uh, It had been a birthday thing for them, but... Uh, yeah, no, everyone was too exhausted at that point. Okay, so still, despite it not being a marathon, physically taxing, but, yeah. All right, that's too bad. Is this, like, the first uh, annual? Like, is this the first time they're trying this? Or are they going to uh, This is, or? I think, the second time in Calgary. I'm not sure if it's second or something like that. Like, they've run it in Edmonton before. The video, okay. the video trailer they showed seemed a lot more interesting than what my actual experience was. Hmm. Which, I guess, like, it I, shows I'm the magic kind of, of editing. yeah. Like, from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing, like, kind of intriguing notions of just, like, they scripted out an event, they have kind of secret turns and twists and stuff in it. Yeah. But if the practical reality is you're sitting in a room in the dark, or you're out early and you just wander around with, like, a weird mask on, I don't know. That's a little weird. Like, I wonder if they could just, like, make it a general zombie festival, and then it's like, hey, if you're, like, just done playing the game, we're, we got a Night of the Living Dead marathon over here or something. Like, just yeah. other events related to yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was, there was nothing else like that. It was like, once once they deemed either every survivor was dead, or uh, that they couldn't find any of the remaining survivors, then they just were like, alright, event's over. And then anyone, <laughs> who, anyone who survived gets the sur- their character survives to the next time they play, so they get to bring back all their same weaponry. Oh, okay. That's so. You, do you get a certificate or something? I guess I don't know. Like, uh, there was one guy in our group. He had a giant shield, uh, a baseball bat, and like armor all over his arms. He's like, "Yeah, I got all this from like last time." Oh, okay. So even he seemed like he had a better time last time. Hmm. That's a that's a shame. I guess I was kind of expecting that to be like a fun, happy story about a cool thing, but no. Like well. I said, other people probably had a good time. I had a pretty eh time. But, I mean, I did it for the friend's birthday, so in, in that aspect, like, it was still fun to do, but... 
I, I think if I ever do that again, I'm going to ask if I can just be a bandit, because that really seems like more what I would rather. Like, right out of the gate, just getting Yeah, so can I just, can I just, things. like, be a dick? I, a, That's I would, part of this. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it also didn't help that, obviously, we weren't scavenging for food that much, because we were just kind of staying safe, so, like, I was drained for energy by the time I got killed off. What were the food supplies? Supposedly, on like offer? cans of peaches and stuff like that. We were we were told to <laughs> bring. We were told to bring a can opener. Okay. That we were allowed to bring uh, a ball of water and a can opener. That's the only two things we were allowed to bring. But apparently, some other people were allowed to bring weaponry too. <laughs> I guess yeah. This sounds like it's taking itself weirdly seriously. It's not like you found the pizza wagon. It's just like all right, awesome. Or there's like a yeah. secret food truck. Don't know. Like it's it's more of a event, less an actual simulation. Because it's just like, great, I found a can of peaches. Like that's not a party. That's not fun. It's but it's that's meant, survival. Yeah, it's meant to be like a proper simulator. I I no, I get it. It's just like I don't know. That's that's not like there were all these festival. things like you could go use the washroom, but there's a odds are you could be attacked while using the washroom, which happened to some people. Okay. So there's nothing quite like just having to, like, pee and then having your leg grabbed and being bitten. And have your airsoft pistol ready or whatever. Like, yeah. That's... If you could find one, yeah. Like, everyone, anyone who found a gun was just running around kind of murdering people. We found a shotgun in our group, but it was broken. And then we asked, like, the guys running, he's like, hey, the shotguns are broken. What does this mean? And they're like, well, have fun. And then they walked away. <laughs> like, that's part of it? I guess. Or... They at least narrativized it to be part of it. Yeah, so everyone, right. everyone thought all the shotguns were broken, so one of the zombies attacked someone who had a shotgun. Ends up that shotgun wasn't broken. Oh, okay. He got shot in the face, and then when he showed back up to where all the other zombies were resting, he, it was nice and bloody. So oh, Ends up an okay. airsoft, even like a giant latex mask, does not protect from airsoft shots at that close range. Lessons learned. Yep. Uh, what was the name of this thing? Like the uh, second s- annual Stay Dead Zombie. Stay Dead. Okay. Um. Hmm. How does it compare to the video game Dead I, Rising? 3? I'd rather. I haven't played Dead Rising three yet, but I'm told. Okay. It's, I'm okay. told it's good. So you'd rather sit at home and play Dead Rising? Yes. Okay. Unless I was a bandit, then I'd be like having the time of my life. Right. Okay. Or Left 4 Dead, I suppose. That is another popular zombie survival experience. Um, the reason I'm bringing these up, though, is just that's more our ballpark here. We're not so much live-action games. We're more so, like, software and stuff mm. on the top-down perspective. May 6th edition. Yep. So, I'm, I'm happy you're here, uh, John. I'm happy I survived. Survived outside. Yes. Welcome back to the safe zone of couch gaming. I'm so uh, safe that's... here. I'm so safe. Ah, but yeah. my neck is hurt- yeah. My neck has been hurting since. My sides bruised up. <laughs> and yeah, brought- you brought that up, and I wasn't sure if that was just like a posture thing, uh, and I was in trouble, or it's just like, no, don't get thrown into benches. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I okay. think really the takeaway from this weekend is fuck benches. Benches are not good. Ben- benches are the true evil. Like I guess, was it free reign? Like, could you move a bench in front of a door? Uh like, the ben- the benches I kept crashing into were uh, like were bolted down, but like we moved like okay. garbage lids in the place. That's why I was holding back when I got knocked into the first bench. Right, right, man. Oh, I mean, again, it sounds cool, but it sounds like the practical reality is also not fun in its own way. So I yeah. guess I'm glad I missed. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a zombie apocalypse would suck? Yeah, I mean, it just sounds so fun in the movies and TV shows, but. 
reality, not so much. Canned peaches, bleh. <laughs> no thanks. I wonder how much, yeah, survival books and anything. Anyway, video games. We're talking about those now. We're, we're moving on. John, did you play some interactive like video entertainment like with controllers and stuff i did this week or were you too busy fighting zombies okay what what do you got this week i i'm kind of sad sean isn't here because i finished off rusty's real deal baseball you finished it oh man well the storyline i finished the storyline okay fair I, I haven't started playing it yet like it's we had to charge the 3ds like today so i'm probably gonna start playing it tonight i guess but mm. i'm gonna hear your thoughts on it so maybe you can dissuade me or encourage me what what is your was it fun was it good it baseball was a, minigames it was an interesting experience to say the least okay um i'll put it this way you don't need to buy all the games to get to the end of the story oh okay yeah you only need to buy i think five maybe six of them so how many of that total is that is there um i think or there's there's ten. Okay, so ten total games with six of them, you can finish Rusty's dilemma, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you is only... there more story content? Do you think in the other remaining ones? Oh, just... oh no, I picked them up. Like, it, there's no extra story. Oh, that. Hmm. Okay. You, you also don't like haggle with him, I guess, for the last four. You just use coupons. Oh. Okay. Like they're free essentially then? Or? Well, no, you st- like there's still a minimum price for everything. Every game has a minimum price. Oh, okay, okay. But the coupons you've earned in the other six let you get the lowest possible price on the remaining ones? or Yes. Okay. Still weird use of, like, I don't know, variable pricing. Like, it's not free-to-play, essentially, right? It is pay-to-play inherent. Like, you have to buy a, a minigame to start doing anything in Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, don't you? Uh, you, like, they give you a free demo right off the bat. Okay. So, okay, so you could try before you buy, but Rusty's whole job is to convince you that these baseball minigames are worth, worth investigating. Yeah. How's his plight? Like, his, his kind of downbeat little drama, is that fun to see play out? Like, it, it's interesting because it's, it's kind of funny how they do it, but it's also <laughs> super short-lived. It seems like there's... You can, like, I did the the best I could, which means, I guess, made the story, improved the story as much as I could. Okay. But I wonder if it's possible to just buy the games outright and not give him the items he needs to improve his life, if that changes the overall ending of the story. Hmm. I guess I'd need to kind of see how it works to know what that means exactly. But yeah. So, it's like, if you buy a new video, like, if you buy a new minigame, does he not get something out of that? Here's how it works. Whenever you uh, go to buy a minigame, you haggle with him. Yeah. And if you haggle with him, you offer him, like, certain items that you get from playing the actual games. Or, like, by just talking to him. So, like, the talking to him about his problems. Okay. That eventually, like, lowers down the price. But, like, you'll give him certain items, like, uh, Sean kept mentioning the cooking class ticket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, like, you give him stuff like that. But I wonder if you just paid full price for all the games what would happen to the story because the story hinges on him getting all these things that improve his life from you right like yeah like it's almost like the trying to get a good deal on the game is part of the game but if you're just like no whatever i'll just pay 40 dollars. like what do you got for me 
wouldn't yeah i guess the story would be impacted by that right like and, it's just like rusty has money but he doesn't get a better life like or it's like you could get a less satisfying narrative like I, that sounds weird yeah and but, the problem is you can't even test it because a like it's all unlocked by default once you buy the games because you've paid real life money and b right. you've paid real life money so if you want to do it again on another system you have to pay more real life money <laughs> on a, another 3ds account essentially right like you can't live it twice that's weird but okay rusty is is he one of the new nintendo characters can you see him in a smash brothers assist trophy kind of role assist trophy is the only thing i could see him being or maybe like a sticker okay but okay i i don't know i'm still curious about it i guess do you want to elaborate on some of the new mini games you tried out this past week because you only had tried the the umpire role yeah before, right uh I, like I said, I grabbed all 10 minigames. I'm trying to think of what one I played the most. It was a reflex one, which was funny. One of the ones that doesn't uh, move on the story. Uh, the minigames, there are, si- I believe, five or six of the minigames are specifically chosen to inc- like move the story along. And then okay. the other four are just like, yeah, I just buy these if you feel like it. Weird. Okay. So they're kind of more important minigames versus other ones. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the one I really liked the most was a reflex one, where it's like, here's a bunch of tires. Press whatever button or direction the tires say, and then, like, that's how you get rid of them. Or they're, like, testing things. Like, there's going to be something that's going to drop from the top of the screen. you got to hit it. Okay. It almost sounds like quick time event reflexes. Just, like, press the right button. Or, like, does that sound about right? Or is yeah. it more like, okay. Or those machines, you know, in malls where there's a bunch of DVDs. And the light is going around, and you have to stop it right on the thing. And then you get a copy of Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. <laughs> Why that in particular? Because that was still in the Westbrook Mall one, like, four years later. Oh my God. It was weird. Yeah, no one wins, apparently. But, okay. Rusty. Yes. And, uh, yeah. No, yeah, I guess if, if Sean was here, he'd be able to kind of throw back and forth a little more with uh, relevant questions. But, um, yeah, he's traveling around right now without a computer so i believe he is actually here in calgary now though so yes yes but uh so i'm assuming back next week but he'll still be up here yeah so maybe... i will be gone next week so okay weird weird so times it, it's either it's either gonna be you and sean or it's gonna be a solo cast from you oh man i haven't had to do one of those in a while there you go but, okay so uh, uh the mini sorry no i i, I guess i was like your feelings on Rusty's real deal, would you say they're generally positive? Or how yeah. much did you end up paying for it? I, uh, I believe the bare minimum you can pay for the game is $16, and that's get everything. Yeah. Um, I think you're done the storyline around $10. Okay, so you, how much did you spend? 16 your... I, okay, I, I so bought all the won. games. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you got the best deal. Yeah. Best deal I could. So I mean, the the mini games are fun. Like I, there was a volley bat one where basically you have two characters you're in control of, and you have to just keep knocking a ball back and forth. Okay. Uh, drop and pop, which was the quick reflexes one I was talking about. I played the the default one, bat and switch, which is just like, all right, you're batting like all these different balls or like multiple pitchers are throwing balls at you, and you've got to hit them all out of the park. Mm-hmm. Cage match, which has like uh. Uh, ball throwing machine shooting balls at you and you have to hit targets. 
and uh, the aim game where you like are throwing shots by aiming around the uh, the 3DS and like throwing pitches. Okay. So I played a bunch of the games, but it says there's uh, four of them I have not even tried yet. So. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. These sound like they're kind of really bite-sized, short. Like, is this perfect for like a traveling game? Exactly. It is, it is actually a really good travel game. Okay. Because it's just like, uh, all right, tap A when uh, the ball is in the right spot. Cool. Like they're they're micro games basically. Yeah. And then, they, but they feed into some sort of narrative context yeah. or whatever. They're not just one-off things. So. Oh. And, wh- and while they're micro games, there's five different type of micro game, and there's five challenges for each micro game. Technically, ten if you get if you get good enough at them. Uh-huh. I, I guess. Do you like this pricing structure of making buying it part of the game? Like that's. It's weird That's because I feel like no one in their right mind would pay anything but the bare minimum. Like, because you're getting the most out of the game then, too, right? Yeah. Like, you're actually playing it to then get this deal, and that's that's part of the challenge, as opposed to just... Yeah, if you just drop $40 on it, would you have a like less meaning to even play it because you've already won, essentially? Like, that sounds like a potential danger. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, once I see it for myself, I'll know whether or not they, like, like I'll have at least opinions on the balance of that stuff, but mm. did you feel good about 16 bucks? You were like, that was that was totally worth it? That was one time? Or, I eh. mean, you said the minigames are pretty good, but... It's probably something I'll just go back to every now and then and play some minigames, and that'll be it. So, I mean, like, the minigames are fun for what they are, so... I guess, is there more for you to achieve in the minigames now? Like medals or ribbons or yeah once you other... once you i think get there's rankings for all the mini games you play okay so there's gold silver bronze rankings and then the, once you get enough points you unlock a, a high score derby mode which is just like multiple ones in one giant set and you okay. get rankings on that from gold silver bronze and platinum okay and if you get a gold, if you get a gold, yeah. So if you get a gold or platinum, you get uh, a costume that you wear in the game and out around in the world. Okay, I guess can you like outfit Rusty's apartment or anything? Is there like uh, things Mm-mm. to earn on that front? Okay, no, nope. Hmm. Okay, Rusty's real deal baseball. Nah, available it, now. It's a weird experience. I suggest at least trying downloading and trying out the free demo. Okay. I mean, we have some e-credit or whatever on there, so I guess I can... Yeah, at least, like, give it a try, and if you don't feel it, then you don't have to go through the rest of the story. Do you have, like, a minigame you'd be like, this one's the best, you should try this one first? Or are they all kind of... Uh, the problem is, I like the... I really like the Reflex one, but it will not continue the story, if memory serves me. Okay. Uh, so I'd probably say... Uh, Bat and Switch, the default one, is probably one of the best ones. Okay. Pro tips. Uh, elsewhere on the 3DS? Elsewhere on the 3DS, Picross E4 came out. More did you finish it already? Yes. Or... Yes, okay. I Dang. I, I played, Picross Addiction. I played it a lot, which was really difficult because I also had to, ju- I was juggling that between like recording sessions for a review I'm working on. So it's just like, and it's break time, Picross! Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like, yeah. 3DS, just pop it open, relax a little bit with some puzzles. 
Yeah. But how many puzzles again? Like, I, I, keep, um, I always ask for each of these editions. It's, it's weird. The it, same, but... it feels like there were less puzzles this time around. But hmm. what they did instead was... Remember the special modes in the earlier Picross ones I brought up? Like, the the Micross and the... I can't remember what the second one's called. Are these, like, smaller mm- parts of bigger puzzles? Yeah, the, that was Micross, and then Megacross, okay. I think, was the one where you had, like, these giant numbers that took up two lines, and you had to figure out how they fit. Okay. So a little tricky with the Picross rules. Yeah. So there were a bunch of those, and they unlocked a couple puzzles if you had the previous games as well. Oh, okay. So you got like and five. Ex- a... You got five extra puzzles for each P cross E game you owned. So that's fifteen bonus puzzles. Yeah, for... and they're all like okay. the Mega Cross games, Mega Cross puzzles. Okay. Do you it... know? Is there four more editions planned, or is this? I don't know. That's okay. the one thing I can't figure out. Like this, because this one just kind of appeared out of nowhere. So. I guess I w- it, maybe if it's just if people keep buying them, they'll keep making puzzles, and that'll work out. But hmm. it's just standard Picross, though, right? It's not 3D. Yeah, just like, standard Picross. Uh, well, I mean, other than the kind of weird, slight variations you're talking about with like mega puzzles and whatnot. But okay, and is it five bucks a piece, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Or ish. Yeah, I can't remember the the total price, but that's about right. Okay. More Picross. I, I've never excelled at Picross in the same way others have, so I'm, I'm looking at Brittany right now. She's a Picross fiend. But, um... Oh, what was that? Paint it, paint it Back. That was a iOS Picross game that was pretty good. It's just... The, the, bear, the bear art one that Sean was talking about, or...? Uh, no, no. It it does involve a like an art gallery. It's a bunch of paintings got erased, and you have to paint them back. And it has a pretty good interface for Picross-type stuff. But yeah, I got thwarted by some earlier puzzles. And I haven't gone back to it because, uh, yeah, it's just not... I, I don't know. Logic puzzles. I, d- I don't gravitate towards them. But yeah, different, nice. different smokes. Yeah, no, I, I like... They're they're nice, like, relaxing. That's my relax time when I'm playing a puzzle game, so... Oh, do they time you and stuff? Is there like yeah. those kind of challenges? Okay. And if you don't beat it in under an hour, they uh, they don't put the picture in color for you and show you what it properly is. But traditionally, unless you make a bunch of mistakes and like there are time penalties for any mistakes you make, right. you, you will easily clear it well before an hour hits. Yeah, that sounds like a healthy allotment of time. But yeah. Okay. Some more Picross and then... This last one you've been working on. And yeah, been... this is this is for a video review that's going up in the channel on my YouTube channel in like a day or two. Child okay. of Light. Okay, so I guess do you want to like you don't want to tip the hand about what you're gonna say in your video review exactly, but what uh, is this game? I guess uh, I this this is a JRPG released from uh, Ubisoft. It's done by the same guys who made uh, Far Cry Three. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that was kind of my reaction too when I found out. That's so it's a JRPG style then, but those dudes are French, right? Like Canadian. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So is it a comedic type game? Like I'm just thinking it, of things I associate with Far Cry Three. It's a children's fairy tale. It's a children's okay. fairy tale. Does it play pretty straight then? Is it just kind of serious and unironic and just hey, it's a story about wizards and stuff? Uh, maybe. 
don't know. The story, the story was all right. Like I, I'm still writing the script. I've got one page of the script pretty much done. I got the, I got to finish up the rest tonight. Okay. Okay. After the podcast, but uh, I don't know. I generally like the game. There were a couple things I had issues with, but more or less, I, I recommend the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve hours roughly of gameplay, which is not okay, bad for an RPG. I think the price is about fifteen bucks. Yeah. Um, this is all stuff I haven't written down, so that's why I'm a little like shaky on this. Mm-hmm. No, that's 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 fine. Uh, it's all done like the art style is like really good. It's using the UB Art Engine, the same one that the Rayman Origin and Legend games use. Okay. okay. So like it's all watercolored. It all looks like basically a kid's storybook. And uh, I only have one major gripe with it is that every piece of dialogue in the game rhymes. Like rhyming couplets, like just yeah. Like, okay. two characters will have a conversation, and, like, their sentences will rhyme. Like, one hmm. person will say something, and the other person will, like, respond back, and it'll be a rhyme. So, like... Is there a narrative reason for this, or it's just... Because, it, because it's a fairy on. tale. They just... They went a little oh, too... Oh, it's like, heavy. it is a book opens at the beginning of the game, and the framework is... It is a rhyming Mother Goose type story. So, sort of like that, but, yeah, like, not quite like that, but that's kind of the, the idea of it. Okay. So like mm-hmm. it, it's a little heavy-handed. It's kind of impressive that they managed to make a game of that length have all that rhyming dialogue, but it like it's really stretched at times. Okay. Oh, like awkward rhyming. That's like kind of a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Weird. Does it have novel combat type stuff, or is pretty? Oh, the combat's actually like surprisingly solid. Uh, okay. Did you ever play the Grandia games? No. I okay. Haven't. So here's how the the combat in this game works. You've got a uh, it's an active time battle game, so like the older Final Fantasy games with the little meters. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's on this one big meter that's like the wait period, and then there's a cast period aside on the end. When you get to the end of the wait period, you get to put in your commands, and then each command you pick has a allotment of how long it takes to use. Okay. So like so like uh, your main character Aurora, her attack is usually like medium on the uh, wait time. If someone attacks you while you're preparing to do that attack. So it's gonna, it's, it takes a medium amount of time to go through the cast meter. Yeah. If you're not at the end of the cast meter before someone hits you, your move is interrupted and you go back to near the beginning of the line. Ooh, so okay. basically you skip a turn if you don't get your attack out in time. But the same works against enemies, so you can prevent enemies from hitting you by attacking them fast enough. Okay. I guess that's kind of neat. Is there just a fat time wheel on screen? Like Yeah, there's this, there's a line on the bottom of the screen showing like you and your partner and the enemies on screen. Okay, like timeline. Okay. Hmm. Weird. Okay. I guess uh, stay tuned for the video review coming up. Or? Yeah, that'll be... It has to be put up like before the 9th, basically, because I am out of the country on the 9th. So... Oh, okay. Gotcha. But generally positive... 3DS, you said? Uh, no, I didn't say the system at all. Uh, what is the console? That's... It's on. I'm playing it on Wii U, but it's also on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and PC. So it's not on portable anything. Okay. No. <laughs> huh. I don't know. It just sounded like I was like that would be perfect, right? Just open your 3DS, play a little, downloadable RPG. But okay, Wii U. Interesting. Fifteen bucks. Child of Light. Stay so, tuned. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's kind of tied me up. Uh, for games I've played all weekend. I've had these two games just sitting on my desk since Friday, waiting to be played, and I haven't Hot been able new... to touch them yet because That's of Child of Light. 
So, forward to some golfing? Yeah, golf and Kirby. Um, the these links. are by the time I come back from my trip, I will have probably beaten Kirby and will probably be somewhere close to the end of golf. So is I there can, a way to like get credits to roll in golf? Like it's just like good job, you won the Toadstool Tour, you win. Yeah, it would be stuff like that. Like oh, you've got like okay. here's your best score, like or you got like a trophy. And there's a there's a mini story mode in oops in this one. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Narrativizing sports. Yeah, awesome. and and the Mario Golf has the DLC pass that everyone was talking about a couple weeks ago, stuff like that. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um. I I've also been playing Nintendo title. Uh, it's it's uh, this guy Ooh. here, the Pikmin. Pikmin three. Yeah, this is kind of an what? old game now. Is, isn't that isn't that Sean's copy still, or is that yours? Yeah, I'm borrowing Sean's copy. I, I I think I might purchase it just for posterity. Also, I guess that tips the hat. I kind of liked it quite a bit. Ooh. Um, I played through all of it. Uh, kind of in two giant sessions was most of it. It was like a couple days ago, and then I played like two giant bunches of time yesterday. Um, yeah, it's it's a Pikmin game. Like Pikmin one had one dude. Pikmin two had two. This one has three, so perfect. Uh, maybe I don't know. Have you played Pikmin three? I, I, uh, I played that. a demo. I played a demo of it. Seemed okay, all right. Okay. Um, it's HD Pikmin. It's uh, I, like the visual stuff was kind of nice, just pleasant. You know, you're in a garden essentially and moving stuff around. Uh, they kind of got rid of a couple Pikmin types from Pikmin two and replaced them with new guys. So there's no big heavy purple Pikmin. Or the white toxic immune Pikmin from two. There's rock Pikmin and flying Pikmin hmm. or winged Pikmin. So those those guys have different characteristics, and they seem to just never acknowledge that there was other species of Pikmin, which I think it's the same planet, but it, maybe you're just in different regions or something. Uh, but kind of your standard Pikmin stuff. I'm gonna say maybe like over the course of it, there were a few quirks I noticed that just kind of weirded me out. Like in I know it was in Pikmin 1, I don't know if it's Pikmin 2, but you used to be able to just kind of control your whole horde of Pikmin with the right thumbstick. Like, just kind of, the little trumpet starts playing, and they all kind of start swarming and doing stuff together Hmm. as one mass. I don't think you can do that anymore. So, that's, like, that results in basically way more Pikmin throwing, which is fine, it just means you're going to be hearing the same kind of audio a lot of just like (laughs) like a hundred times like there's a hundred pikmin and they all need something to do so you're just kind of assigning them all i I think in the developers minds they're they're kind of wanting you to split up into three different groups and be multitasking a lot but i just would kind of stick with one big horde of dudes like get all my commanders together and just be working together and split up when need be to solve a puzzle or something so maybe they thought no one would be throwing 100 Pikmin all the time, but I was always doing that. Um, just giant horde at all times. But I, I don't know. Overall, like, yeah, there's the fun, charming, like, lighthearted stuff that Pikmin has. Also, fruit juice factors in real heavy. It's basically just collecting fruit juice. So HD, veg- like, fruit, which is awesome. No vegetables. Those Hawktation dudes are into vegetables. These are Kopai space pilots they don't they don't like vegetables i yeah it was a pikmin game um there were boss battles the i guess the final area is basically a giant gauntlet where they make you use all of the different pikmin like 
elemental like mm-hmm. uh, immunities and all that stuff and kind of one giant dungeon type thing. So basically show what you've learned throughout the game. For, yeah, like it was just such a different pace than like the rest of the game where it's just kind of collecting stuff and going around and breaking down walls and whatever. And then this was like, there is a thing chasing you. You need to figure out stuff on the fly. And yeah, I I don't think I necessarily did really good at the end. Like I lost hundreds of Pikmin in the last battle and felt kind of bad about it. And my final time was like 40 some in-game days, which seemed like quite a while. Like, like there, it was like, I spent like a full week just fighting the last thing and like doing the last gauntlet and all this stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was kind of just like that. That's maybe one of the things where I don't know if I prefer how Pikmin 2 did it or not. But in Pikmin 2, whenever you enter, like, a dungeon-type area, time doesn't matter anymore. It's just, like, you are in a dungeon, you need to solve this dungeon. But in this, time is always ticking. So it's, like, there were at least three or four times I'd be, like, mid-fight boss battle, and then it just warps you out because it's the end of the day. So it's just, like, you're fighting some giant monster, throwing Pikmin, and then hard cut to your guys just hopping on the spaceship and like the little end of day chiming like little sound like it's like i was fighting a horrible beast like this is so like clash of tone kind of thing well i gotta go punch in on the clock sorry guys I'm, i'm out of time gotta go and like you may be like up on top of some giant tower or something and it's just like nope warp back to the spaceship which is maybe a little weird but yeah, I don't know. Like the game, the gamepad stuff seemed like mostly just an overhead map. Like it wasn't like the most you could do with that thing. You could also just play the whole game on there, but I always opted to have the TV as part of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess overall, I, it definitely pulled me in, and I had a enjoyable Pikmin experience. But uh, I'm a fan of the franchise, so I don't know if it really would be of interest to someone who has no idea what this is about. Like, I mean, it's, it's like lighthearted sci-fi, like fruit and little vegetable people. Like it's, it's pretty, I, like, I don't know if, like I've been hearing, you remember Viva Pinata? People really like mm-hmm. Viva Pinata, but it's like weirdly stressful. Like, I don't, like, I, I thought it was stressful anyway. Like it's like this management game. Uh, this has kind of like all the bright colors and lighthearted tone of that game, but with like I dig the gameplay as well. I don't feel stressed out by it, so maybe this is my Viva Pinata. I don't know if that's a worthwhile example for anybody, except maybe Sean, but he played yeah. Pikmin as well. So I don't know, but whatever. Pikmin, Pikmin's great. Um, so, I guess. Switch- of, so, hmm. Sorry, before you move on. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question from the chat from uh, one. Uh, Sean Booker. Oh, yeah, great. Okay. Sorry for the Viva Pinata comparison in advance. And now I can't find it. This question is, so can I have that game back then? It's been like five months. Yeah, it has. Uh, yes, I, I, I can return <laughs> it. And I, Pikmin 3 is actually part of our news story, so I'm, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll get into it. It is? Well, yeah. Like, oh, okay. I see why. I see for why. easy okay. reasons. Um, I guess switching gears entirely, like from the lighthearted fun of pikmin to the angriest man ever <laughs> this guy here so Sir's mad He's so, oh. i played seven episodes of it today i i don't know if that's like the halfway point or what but yeah i, find, I believe I, there are 21 chapters or 20 okay I'll, I'll keep going i mean they're like 20 minute things basically all fights uh but yeah i mean we've talked about a series wrath before i've played it before i i finally bought my own copy um and intend to see it through and see what happens because 
like already like the Wizen fight is so crazy to me that people saying that is small potatoes. Like I need to see what happens then because he's like this giant, you know, he's out in outer space and his, his finger comes down on Asura and then he has six arms and punches and all this crazy stuff. Like I don't know, a lot of yelling, a lot of kind of ridiculous over the top battles, but it's a uh, it's a very anime game. Yeah, quick time events all over the place. I guess also, like, I have it set on easy mode, so I'm just kind of mm. coasting through it. Um, Enjoying the story. Yeah, like, it kind of defaults to easy mode. Like, as soon as you press start game, it's just highlighting the easy. And I was just like, you know what? Yes, I just want to see what this story has. I don't care about, like, trophies and all that. So, yeah, I'm just kind of watching what plays out. And, like, I'm pretty glad I did, because, like, I seem to remember there are occasional, like, character action type moments where it's just open arena and you're, like, fighting a bunch of dudes. That's not my favorite gameplay, so I'm kind of glad I can just guaranteed get through all of those fights so I can get to the next giant crazy fight. So, I don't know. Did, you you finished it, right? Nope. What? Sean, Sean borrowed my copy, and then... Uh, then I borrowed that, too. And then felt bad about it because I was like, well, this is John's game. I got to get back to him. Does and I don't have my copy. No, no, dude. I brought it back to you on like the third day of oh, Odafest. Okay, no, there it is. Okay, I see it. Yeah. I, right, now I remember. Okay. I was, I was like basically an intermediary between, like I was supposed to return it on behalf of Sean. And I was like, well, I'm going to pop this in for a little bit. And then I was like, no, nah, but I never, you know, got the okay to borrow it. So I'm just going to bring it back. And turns out I could have probably played it a year and a half ago. But whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, Do, zero, you might zero, want to play. Zero One Two Chaos says twenty two episodes, eighteen in the original game, four in the DLC. Yeah, there was a bunch of notifications on the opening menu of just like a new episode has arrived, and it's just like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go buy those sometime. I mean, th- at this point, the game is like twenty bucks, so adding a like ten, fifteen bucks or whatever it is for the DLC on top of that, like that's not too bad. I mean, provided I get caught up into it, which I think I am. I'm, I'm starting to really dig some of the stuff. Although, like, other epi- some episodes are more enjoyable than others. Like, I didn't actually enjoy episode 7 very much. It was kind of slow. I mean, yes, you fight a giant elephant, but I've already fought a giant space Buddha. So, not, you know. They gotta ramp down so they can ramp back up. I guess so, yeah. I mean, it's just a pacing thing. But, um, yeah. Asura's Wrath. Yelling. Six arms. So... Yeah. Also, the story just reminded me of, like, Gladiator or something, but so much more over the top. Like Space he, future Gladiator. Well, he's, like, a general, and then his wife gets murdered, and, like, it's just like, well, I gotta get some revenge. And it's just, like, this revenge story, but with, like, space fleets and giant lasers. And also, I guess, like, hundreds of years go by, like, it's nothing at all. Like, it's just, like between the opening of the game and where I am, it's been 12,500 years. And that last 500 years was just like, it might as well have been like later that night, but it was 500 years later. Like, it's just like, okay. Like everyone just moves really slow. Like all the principal players remember you as though it was yesterday, but I guess several generations of humans have happened in between. It's, it's strange, but yeah, cool stuff. But that, I guess that that's honestly it for games I played this week, so I guess we can start tackling uh, news stories. News. All right, cool. What do you want to start with? Uh, I guess Nintendo. I mean, we brought up Nintendo a couple sure. times, so, I mean... They make video games. They do. And, you know, they've, they've dropped some... I, I, I guess I'll go to the Pikmin thing, because that's what I was talking about. Uh, 
they had a big thing about Mario Kart 8 coming out. Like, there's a Wii U bundle coming with Mario Kart 8. It's got a special controller and all this stuff. Um, but also, for Club Nintendo people, if you register a copy of Mario Kart 8 um, within a certain time period, I guess? Like, it's for kind of early adopters, right? Yeah. Uh, you get a choice of one of four games as a downloadable pick, and one of them is I, Pikmin 3. I think it actually is, like, for a month after the game comes out or something like that. Okay, uh, until July 31st. So that's actually a while. That's that's a good window. Yeah, time. wow. That's... No, that that is a little over two months, actually. Yeah, so you got your time to pick up your kart racing. Uh, so, you, yeah, you can get uh, Wii Party U, Pikmin 3, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, or New Super Mario Bros. U as a downloadable with uh, with a purchase. You know, that, so. you know what makes me sad about that? You have all it, of those... Well, yes, but I didn't buy the Wind Waker HD until like a week before that promo happened, and I've already <laughs> opened it solely because I was like, I'll type in the Club Nintendo code. Okay, so so I can't return it. Like you were like you were so close to make like actually this being a worthwhile thing. It's like, oh, I didn't actually have that yet until like eight days ago. Yeah. I don't have Wii Party U or Pikmin Three, uh, so maybe I'll just claim a digital copy of Pikmin Three, or I'll. Just go buy that in a store because I have the other two and I'm a weird collector person sometimes. And yeah. get Wii Party U. Is that worth having at all? Uh, eh. If you have people over often for multiplayer, it can be fun. Okay. There are some fun minigames on it. It's made by the same guys who make the Mario Party games, so the minigames are at least decent. Okay. Well, well, there. either way, uh, free games for buying a video game that some people are already pretty hyped on anyway, so... Yeah, and the bundle does it? Is it a special edition? No, it's just a black Wii U deluxe, and then a red Wii mode, plus what? Oh, and a wheel. You also get a wheel. Great. And then there's this. Yay. Yeah, and on this page there's a GIF of like Baby Peach or something. So yeah, get get ready for that. Um, oh yeah, uh, TK also brings up a good point. North America got shafted on this deal, though, because uh, Europe got 12 games offered to them. What? That's like three yeah. times as many. That's so many And choices. their version of Mario Kart 8 had a collector's edition that came with a blue shell. Oh, man. What are the eight other games? That's a lot of games. I don't know. I haven't looked at the list, but that's... That sounds I like assume... basically any first-party Nintendo thing. Like, is like... I, don't even, I don't even know if it's on camera behind me. Let me see if I can actually put this on camera. If you can see where that blue toad is up there, to the left of that blue toad, that's all Wii U games. So it's just that list of Wii U games right there. Okay. All, all those games, like, right... And this is weird to doing this. Oh, it's so reflective there. on there right now. Plus, whenever yeah, I speak... The light the light in my room is kind of garbage, oh. So, which is why I always look terrible. And whenever I comment on what I'm seeing, people can't even see it. So, yeah. kind, of, kind of the worst. But okay, Wii U games for free for buying Mario Kart. I think I don't know how keyed up about Mario Kart. Like it's it's sixty frames a second Mario Kart with online, so that's cool, right? But I don't know. I've never been like day one on that franchise, really. But I, I guess I might as well. I don't know. I've I've always been day one with Mario Kart. I'm I'm getting a day one. No, okay. No question there. So did you watch the full half hour of Mario Kart details? Or I didn't watch it at all. Okay. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're just. That was the highlight reel right there of the stuff. I'm sure there's also footage of the game, and it's like, hey, this battle arena is in it or something. Uh, I don't know. The one thing that people have been kind of being really, like, uppity about is they introduced a character called Pink Gold Peach. Okay. Which was a counter to Metal Mario. 
Hmm. And pretty much everyone I've talked to was saying, that is the dumbest thing that they've done in a while. Was Metal Mario like a racer in other ones? Like, yeah, Me- Metal Mario's been in, I think, at least two of them at this point. Okay. like I, if, if not just the last one. I think the last Mario Kart I played extensively was DS. It's been almost a decade. But, okay, Metal Mario of N64 fame. So, to counter that, Pink Gold. Yeah, that's a little that's a weird. But she's like super charged, special powered Peach, right? That's well, she's in a car. Yeah, but she's a faster. She's, in, she, more I, crazy. she's probably just a heavy character. She's probably just a heavy character compared to medium class Peach. Okay. You know more about it than it. Can you still do the thing where you wiggle and then it charges up the little boost around corners? Like, is snaking? Can I still snake? Uh, I'm probably, I haven't, I've only played the demo last year at E3, so. Okay. Honestly, I, ba- I don't. Based think. on those two tracks I played, it felt alright. Okay. Well, there you go. Mario Kart 8, all sorts of news. I guess there was also, like, what was it? There was, I kind of nixed it because it was just a rumor and I wasn't sure what to make of it. But on NeoGAF, someone was saying something about a new Nintendo system. So Suppose, supposedly on either E3, Nintendo's E3 or press site, there was some mention of there being a new system being announced at E3, but then it got removed quickly. So people aren't sure if that was an error or if they accidentally leaked that there's going to be a new reveal at E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says new hardware, so odds are that probably means it could just be a revamp of the Wii U. Kind of like trying to make the, the XL of the Wii U. I guess so. Or like people were just saying another iteration on the 3DS or something, but 2DS wasn't that long ago. And that seems yeah. like XL already exists and everything. Like, I don't know. Just It's new colors. Like, the, the, there doesn't seem to be a real direction that needs to be taken on that. So I guess, yeah, maybe a slimmer or different there's a big power brick on the Wii U, right? Isn't there? Yeah. So maybe they'll not like not like the size of the 360s, but it's still decent, still chunk. decent chunky thing. So maybe they'll make a little more economy sized Wii U. Who knows? Um, I guess. Sorry, that wasn't all for the Nintendo stuff. I honestly, I saw the Mega 64 video that was announcing a bunch of this stuff, but they're not having a press conference this year yet again. But they're having a bunch mm-hmm. of kind of streaming type events and whatnot. Also, there's a Smash Brothers tournament. Yeah, there's a Smash Brothers Invitational Tournament at E3 this year. Uh, if you go to your like a Best Buy around North America, you can play the new Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, they're doing the Nintendo Direct again, and they're also live streaming the entire weekend of, or week of E3 uh, demos and just various gameplay going on there. Like just at their booth and stuff? Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like Nintendo's definitely embracing online stuff more than the old way of filling a room with the press and whatnot. Um, but yeah. And yeah, there's a Mega 64 video with uh, uh, Robot Reggie. Feels a mech. Yeah. It, 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 honestly, the, the, the gag where he's refusing the cup of water, I forgot they established that he will explode if he yeah. is in water. So it just looked like this awkward thing with Reggie batting water out of an intern. I, I just like the fact that the guy runs up to him like, here's your daily glass of water, sir. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, goofy goofy stuff. Um, I guess that's it for Nintendo stuff on, on here. So, moving over to Activision. Mm. Are you really already that... Kevin Spacey! Man! 
That's not what I'm bummed out about. I'm actually kind of cool with that. Like they have Kevin Spacey in the new Call of Duty. I, I wish he was better animated, but yeah, they, they uh, NeverSoft makers of all the Tony Hawk stuff and Guitar Hero yeah. eventually. Um, yeah, they're basically just going to become a part of Infinity War. They're getting absorbed. Yeah. So. Yeah, they no longer exist. Uh, the past couple of years, they've only been doing the DLC for the Call of Duty games. Now they're just becoming part of Infinity Ward. Yeah, so I guess, so I guess you're like kind of this classic game studio that existed for a long time ceases to have its own unique identity. That's kind of a bummer. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm a little bummed out because like I've been playing Tony Hawk a little bit recently too. Like back when I was preparing for the panel at PAX East, I played a bit of Tony Hawk. Okay, I was just like, man, this I forgot how awesome this series was, and now it's just like. Oh, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was like, well, it's kind of like with Raven, but that never like officially happened, but they basically just do support work on Call of Duty stuff too, right? Like they don't have their own branch anymore. I remember they were very trimmed down at the very least. So yeah, Call of Duty continues to eat everything. Um, And yeah, they also announced Advanced Warfare. Right? Yep, that's the new Call of Duty. Which, that, look, when I first read that, that seemed like that has to be either just a DLC or that is a mistake or something, because it sounds so much to me like Graw, like Advanced Warfighter kind of stuff. Like yeah. Like Ubisoft territory, but yeah, it's a new Call of Duty, there's tons of sci-fi nonsense in it, and Kevin Spacey, with like, not mo-capping, like it, it looks very hand-animated and stilted and robotic in this way that kind of annoyed me, because it's 2014. And, and it, like whatever, Ellie War exists. Like you could do. It could be just a case of them like, here's what we got ready for like this trailer. I guess, but it's like close-ups of dude's face like talking menacingly, but it just looks a little weird. But they also might still be of the mentality of, yeah, people don't really care about the storyline in Call of Duty, so we'll just do whatever we want. I, which, I, I, then, then in that aspect, surprises me that Kevin Spacey's on it. I guess so, but like you're you're not wrong. Like a lot of the comments I was seeing on the trailer or like Twitter talk was just kind of like, who cares? The campaign doesn't matter like multiplayer blah 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 so yeah i guess so there's there's like hover bikes in it or something that's that's what i remember i watched the trailer i mainly just remember kevin spacey and there was hover bikes so call of duty get get some coming this november is this the first sledgehammer one is weren't they mentioned in it like there's been sledgehammer games which have apparently been working on a call of duty thing forever like, isn't this their project? Because Ghosts I was Infinity Ward. Don't remember. I'll be honest. I haven't. Like, uh, I'll look it up. I, honestly, I think that's what's happening. Like, this is a new kind of studio happening in the lineup. Like, this isn't the next Treyarch game. Infinity Ward just finished one. Like, this is this new kind of avenue. So, I don't quote me on that, I guess, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I played Ghosts. I am the designated Call of Duty person. You are, you are Call of Duty guy for this podcast. Yeah. I didn't play the Michael Myers pack thing, though. That was weird. That's a real thing. He's in Call of Duty. Anyway. It is not on Wikipedia yet, oddly enough. The internet's dropping the ball. Oh, what? Why is, why is Nathan holding up his copy of Amplitude and Frequency? Why would he do that? <laughs> what? Why is he repping... I bought this used, though. They didn't make any money. Okay. I apologize. Uh, Just so we know for sure, you are correct. This is Sledgehammer's. Okay. Next story. (laughs) I just found out about this today. Like, did they just launch this? Harmonix? Uh, It went up yesterday. Okay. Like, I looked at the time remaining, and it's only, like, 16 days. 
So I thought I was like, what? I already missed like two weeks of this? I'm going to explain what's happening. Harmonix, who made this game, and also Guitar Hero, and also Rock Band, and also Dance Central, uh, they are they they have started a Kickstarter campaign for a new Amplitude game, which uh, that's exciting. I, electronic music is something I really like, and that was one of their rhythm games that focused on that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, there there's I guess a lot of passion within Harmonix to bring it back, and you know Kickstarter. I I mean Kickstarter it's it's not a firm thing right now. Like this could not happen, but. Let me see. It was at like 160,000 last I checked out of 750k, which is their uh their target. I guess also all of the $15 price points for the game, those have been scooped up already. A thousand people already did that. So there's decent yeah. heat on this Kickstarter. But yeah, John, are you, are you a fan of these? Do you like the do you like uh... Yeah, I I like Amplitude's really fun. It's one of my favorite uh, music games. So I was kind of hoping that's why I liked uh, I think it was Rock Band, not Blitz, but that is also correct. Uh, Rock Band Unplugged yeah. was also the same thing. Pl- Unplugged and Blitz are basically both like... Like you're a little ship rocketing yeah. down note charts and kind of mapping in the song and everything, yeah. But a- Amplitude had a little bit more, I guess, complexity to it, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see the new one coming out here. Uh, I I have the Kickstarter open. They're currently at 160000 Okay. Like I have goal is 775000 Oh, 775000 Okay, sorry. I thought it was... Oh, that's a little specifically... Thing anyway, okay, um, cool. I guess I, I haven't backed to Kickstarter in a couple months now. Like it's been a while. Sports Friends, I guess that's like the one that's coming out soon. That I was uh, a part of that. I am sufficiently interested in these games though. Also, the commercial, the TV commercial for Frequency, is one of the best things that ever happened. It's those worms. Oh yeah, that song is so good. That that's on my driving it's, playlist. It's not even like in the game. I don't think. I just love that ad. It was just like yeah, worms the, popping out. Yeah, the worms aren't, but the song is. Oh, that okay, cool. I didn't know that that cool synthy song was in there. But yeah, and then a lawnmower comes, and it's like thirty seconds. But I thought it was the coolest commercial. So yeah, uh, they're bringing it back, or at least trying to. So cool, cool. Uh, speaking of Sony. It's it's coming to PlayStation Three and PS Four. I didn't mention that, so that that's why I did that. Uh, you know that Vita, the PlayStation mm-hmm. Vita. I guess the new one wasn't out yet. <laughs> yeah, the Vita Slim. Yeah, it wasn't officially released in North America. I believe now we're finally getting it with Borderlands Two. <laughs> yeah. So the Borderlands, it's really po- Borderlands Two. I thought it was a, it's a port. I thought it was its own unique yeah. Borderlands Vita thing. But okay, nope. There's it's Borderlands 2. Okay, Borderlands 2 is coming to the Vita, and there's a big bundle with a bunch of DLC and all this stuff, and it also includes the new model of the Vita. I guess I brought up the, like, that already came out. Like, I thought it came out already because, like, I bought a Vita in a panic months ago because I thought they were clearing out old stock, and yeah. turns out I had I had time. But, hey, I got to play all sorts of cool games on it, so don't feel bad about that. But, yeah, uh, Borderlands coming to the Vita. Would you... You think that's a good fit? Do you, you know, playing some RPG shooter business on a handheld device? I, the game saves fairly frequently, so I, I think it'd be a decent fit. Cool. Um, two hundred bucks, I guess, for this. Oh, it also comes yeah. with an eight gig memory card, which I already filled a thirty-two. Seriously, gig. only eight gig? Yeah, like yeah. I, the thirty-twos fill up fast. So yeah, like if especially if you're a plus member, like I had to delete tons of stuff. It's just like, all right. Like, I have Final Fantasy X installed, but I can't install X2 because it's, like, 4 gigs. So I need to 
delete some other stuff or play something else. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Vita, get get excited. Um, and I guess finally, you you brought you added this. Maybe you want to spearhead this one. Uh, a lot of money is involved Oof. in this next story. All right, going back to Activision for a second here. Yeah. Uh, you guys might have heard of a company called Bungie. Uh, they've made a couple video games. Oh yeah, they made that games. ODST. That that cool exactly the Odyssey game. Yeah, like the synthy future sax. <laughs> what? You're walking around the overworld, and there's a cool future saxophone playing. That's that's why that game is so cool. You might know them better for Halo. Oh, uh, it was a, it, it is a Halo game. A I know, but just calling it ODST. All right, Nathan Fillion. So, but yeah, Bungie, the creators of the Halo series, they've been working on a project called Destiny for a while. Activision has the rights to publish it. Mm-hmm. They released how much money they're putting into Project Destiny. It's five hundred million dollars. That's a lot. That of is money. that is a lot of money. Uh, just for record's sake. Uh, I think a couple months ago we talked about how Grand Theft Auto V was the most expensive game to date. Mm-hmm. That was two hundred and sixty-five million dollars. So this the the budget on uh, Destiny is almost double that. Mm-hmm. Now I guess I was kind of questioning like, does that also is this like a marketing and like this is planning to be a trilogy or something? So they've already mapped out beyond the first one. Like, is that accounting for some of this cost, or is it like, no, dude, five hundred million dollars? All they're on the screen for you. 60 bucks gets you in. Mind-melting graphics and crazy online. and I, I don't know. Like, Well, the, the problem is I don't think the graphics are going to be that like spectacular because, remember, this is also cross-platform. This is a, yeah, like, yeah. PS3, PS4, and... Oh, is it P- is it Sony exclusive or is it going to be on Xbox as well? Uh, I think it's I think I it's don't on, remember. I think it's on both, but uh, I'm going to see if this uh, Kotaku story tells you what happened, like where it's all going. I honestly haven't been paying much attention to Destiny. I, I'm pretty sure it's on both platforms, though. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Yeah, okay. So Slated all of, for all September 9th. Okay. That's uh, that's this year. That's uh, five months and three days. So, are you excited about Destiny? Now? Because eh. it's Here, half Here's the funny thing. Like, a bunch of people have already been playing the game a bit. Apparently, like, everyone's opinion on the game so far has been kind of negative. It's been like, eh, eh, Actually, I just opened this uh, Kotaku story by P- Patricia Hernandez. I played 45 Minutes of Destiny, and it was kind of boring, is the <laughs> title. So, hmm. Okay. I like, maybe it's like slow pace. Maybe it's like, you know, more of a gone home, just giant spaceship full of story. Giant spaceship full of story. And audio logs. And occasionally you shoot something revolver like weapon anyway destiny half billion dollars that's that's really the the whole thing but yeah news yeah that's all we got for news for now but like still like that budget thing kind of blows my mind because like some people are bringing it up in the chat too what happens if the project fails i i think i i don't i don't think it will i think it'll be like decently well received but i mean like i mean that's a lot of money. They they said in the article they ha- how many games do they have to sell to actually make that money back? They'd have to sell about fifteen to sixteen million copies of the game at this normal sixty dollar price to break even. I'm like, is there in-game purchases and stuff? Like, is there a long tail? I'm, on I'm this? sure. I'm sure there'll be a bit of a long tail. Like, Halo's had DLC since like two, right? So, and I guess if if like the current 
well, sorry, current last generation platform version is pretty good too. Like that, there's giant user bases there waiting for something cool. So maybe that that'll be a big support there. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of money, and uh, I guess we'll see if it turns out pays off. I liked some of those Halo games; those were pretty good, right? Then mm. ODST. It was like a Firefly game, basically. You know, like you had all the guys. And... It's okay. Let's move on to John's favorite part of the show. Tw- Emails. Exactly. I like how you're just you're waiting for it for a second there. Yeah, uh, we have it written as questions here, but maybe we should just change that. A couple of them actually are emails. I went to the email account, pulled some stuff. Um, actually, there was one more I saw pop up on Facebook that I'll have to add stealthily during the question answering don't tell anyone uh jock wrote in what do you guys think of the mario kart 8 promotion i mean we said it's happening and i think we kind of basically said already but i think it's a cool idea uh i'm a bit bummed out that we don't get the same choices that europe gets yeah i guess knowing that there's a sweeter deal somewhere else kind of sucks but that's just how it goes um i guess one of Allison's questions was similar on this. Uh, what game will you be getting with the promotion? Um, that that was... Uh, I guess I, I'm just going to fish through here for any Mario Kart 8 related inquiries and get them out of the way right now. Uh, I guess I already said we party you. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. I guess so, since uh, you already have a game, all the games, what are you going to do with your free game offer? Here's the funny thing. Uh, T Chaos in the chat a while ago posted the list of what games uh, Europe gets to choose from. Yeah. It's uh, Nintendo Land, New Super Mario Bros. U, Game & Wario, Pikmin 3, Wind Waker HD, Sonic Lost World, Mario & Sonic 2014 Olympic Winter Games, what? We, Party, we Party You, Wonderful 101, and Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. So out of all of those, the only one for the Wii U I don't own is Mario & Sonic Olympic Winter Games. Awesome. So, so even if we Europe... had those options, that's what I would be getting. Because at least it's something you don't have already, but... Yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I might just uh, roll a die and see what I get. I might just offer it up as a prize to someone in a stream. Who knows? Okay. Uh, and I guess James also has questions along this line. Do you think the, pre- the precedent set by Nintendo regarding Mario Kart 8 will continue? In other words, do you think that Nintendo will offer other deals when you buy a game and get another free? Or do you think this is just a tactic to sell more Wii U's and it will only be used one time? Uh, one sec. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, James, I think that this is probably a one-shot deal because, yeah, Wii U sales haven't been super high right now, but Nintendo's also been kind of generous with the whole, like, 3DS ambassador program and all that stuff. Like, they've given away free stuff before, so that would be kind of cool. But, I mean, if they just keep rolling this forward forever, then their kind of first-party stuff is just going to become valueless. Like, it's just like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy DK Tropical Freeze. I'll just buy the new Zelda game in a year and a half, and it'll probably be a free bonus. Like, I don't think they want you to kind of sit around waiting for those kind of bonuses to happen. Because, yeah, I I mean, now I'm just thinking with the whole PlayStation Plus, like, I'll just wait for its free kind of pattern that I and many others have gotten into of just kind of like, eh, I don't want to buy Tearaway. I'll just wait until it's free because it's a first-party game. It's obviously going to eventually be free. That results in incredibly bad sales and stuff. So, I don't know. That's that's a bad pattern to get into. Hey, John, I was just kind of rattling on about free stuff 
in other contexts. But do you think they'll do this again, personally? Uh, yeah, or no, hang on a sec. Sorry about that. That was someone at my door, which is why I had to go. Oh, okay. I was like... So that, that, was, my apart- that was my apartment buzzer, so... Oh, okay. Visitors. Um... They're doing it solely because the Wii U is not selling that good right now, so they're trying to up sales. Mm-hmm. And they know that Mario Kart's one of their best-selling games on the system, so... Just kind of get you interested in some other Nintendo games if you got one. Yeah, they probably won't do it again for a while, but if they do, it'll probably be with Smash Brothers. Oh, like just throw another little tease in there? Yeah, with... any game that they know will like sell gangbusters, they will probably offer that promo just to make sure it sells a bit more and to get more people into more diverse games on the system. And I guess it also just kind of fosters goodwill. Like, I brought up the... 3ds ambassador thing of just being like hey a bunch of free stuff from nintendo like it's happened before as just being like a generous kind of you know apology thing in that case of just like yeah thanks for buying our thing when it was more expensive here's a bunch of cool stuff as kind of a pacification for that um i guess ideally they wouldn't want to do this over and over again because they're losing money but building up a loyal fan base and whatever that's kind of cool. I guess we kind of glossed over it, like, now that I'm just kind of jogged up and reminded about it. Like, do you think it's a cool, like, the whole Smash Brothers Invitational Tournament, do you think that's, like, a nice move by Nintendo to kind of finally start embracing the competitive thing people want from those games? Or is it... I, I'm i glad they're doing something like that, because maybe now that means Evo won't be an issue anymore, because they realize, like, how many people play Melee competitively. Yeah, yeah. Problem is... A, they haven't said who they're inviting out to that, if it's just going to be people that are at E3, if it's going to be actual, like, tournament players or what. Right, I guess so, yeah. It's like, is Ken going to show up? Yeah, and what happens if the competitive players don't like the game? What happens if it just has the same problem that Brawl had, where people just like Melee better? Yeah, I guess it could backfire, but it's it kind has of cool. an It has an uphill battle, is the best way to put it. Mm. If it can, if they can pull it off, then I think they'll be in a really good position, but yeah, that's the problem they have right now. Fair enough, yeah. I guess it was just kind of like, oh, Nintendo hosted Smash Bros. tournament like a year or two ago, that would have been ne- like, that would never happen, but I guess, yeah, there's a bunch of caveats and whatnot. Oh man, there's a couple more questions on the Facebook page that have popped up since I last checked it. Um, hey John, are you interested in trying out Star Wars Empire at War and Forces of Corruption? That's from Fruit Puncher on Facebook. I'm gonna Empire of War. Uh, it says at war, but Empire at war. I don't know. Is that a? Is that that RTS uh, game? Wasn't that a thing already? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, I've never tried out that game. But... I haven't tried it either. Star Wars games, are you excited about new ones? I'll, I'll... Are, are th- this isn't a new one. Empire of War is fairly old. Okay, I guess, actually, like, now that I'm thinking about it, LucasArts is gone, so is it like yeah. Disney-made stuff or whatever, but that's probably a ways off. Empire of War is like 2006. I heard it was okay, but... I heard I heard it was decent, too. I never checked it out. Um, So, I guess, not, not really consciously thinking about Empire of War, because it's an eight-year-old game, but th- uh, there you go. And Forces of Corruption, do you know what that is? Is that a new thing they announced? Or... Force of Corruption? Like, it sounds like that's like Force Unleashed or something, but it's not because that franchise ended. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that looks to be an expansion. Okay. Yep, Star Wars Empire at War, Force of Corruption. Hmm. Came out in, two th- or announced in 2006. And released in 2006. Oh. So uh, basically, I've never pl- yeah. 
It's <laughs> a, an old Star Wars game. Yeah. Fruit Puncher is a fan of this RTS and wants us to check it out, apparently. Um, Star Wars. I played... What the heck? Galactic Battlegrounds. I played a lot of that because my cousin thought it was so awesome. And it's okay. It's basically Age of Empires, but with Star Wars. Nice. So... I. I was always a fan of uh, the Battlefront games were always fun and the Jedi Knight games. Yeah, Jedi Knight. Like, I, I kind of... They had a Star Wars sale because the May the 4th thing. So I was checking on Steam and realized I basically own all that stuff already. Like, it was just like, oh, man, KOTOR 2's on sale. Oh, I, I already have it. And, like, oh, Jedi Knight pack. Oh, I have all of these. So eventually I'll <laughs> probably go back and look at those. Uh, Andrew's question. Uh, in the long and storied history of top-down perspective... What is the most memorable episode to you guys? I want to listen to it. Does one stand out as being like the episode? Any episode where you were always talking about Deadly Premonition was always my favorite. I guess, yeah, I was gonna because say... you were so passionate about it. It's just so funny. I forget. I it might have been the first one where I really went on about it, but yeah, there was a point where I was talking about how awesome it was. You can finally control turn signals and windshield wipers on your car. <laughs> And I was really, really excited about that. Unfortunately, if I recall correctly, the sound quality in those early ones is kind of echoey because we were recording them in like a big basement room. With like yeah, because we were always over at Sean's apartment or Sean's house. Yeah, so we were still figuring it out. So like you can go back and listen to that one. I don't know. I don't remember the actual how... episode number. It was fairly early. Fairly early. Hopefully Deadly Premonition is mentioned in the description somewhere. Yeah, that, that was pro- definitely. probably is. That was definitely one I remember. Our ongoing game boat fascination whenever that crept up was kind of fun too. But um, yeah, these are kind of earlier ones. It's... Recent ones have been good too though, right? Like our first video one. And... I don't know. Uh, it was before we started doing the videos. so Yeah. Quite a ways. Hmm. Uh, okay, and sorry, I mentioned like one of like part of the question earlier. Allison writes in. Uh, first, first part of the question though is I'm looking forward to Tamadachi Life. Hey John or Nathan, will you be getting it? I finally looked at what this is. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer to some extent, like the 11 minute thing that was part of Nintendo Direct. And weirdly, like the thing that I was reminded of. Do you remember GameCube era Nintendo started talking about a thing called stage debut? That sounds familiar. I guess it was basically where the eventual idea for Miis came from, which was like, import your picture and you can put it on this character model. And then there's weird mini games. And there was just like weird pictures of like Iwata and Miyamoto and stuff, but like in-game characters doing weird things. Uh, That never happened in that context. This basically looks like the realization of that dream of giving your me a like, place to do stuff in it almost looks like nintendo doing the sims or something which it looked really weird it was yeah like basically you are like you're me it lives on this island and then you just kind of create a personality profile out of little meters and stuff and put your face in there and then there's like activities for you to go do and like go to the gym and stuff but in this wacky nintendo world it looked kind of (sighs) cool It's it seems zany enough that I might try it out, but I I didn't get into Animal Crossing, so I don't know if this will grab me. It also yeah, it kind of looked like Animal Crossing esque, but like very silly. Like like I mean, Animal Crossing is like hey, there's animals living in your town, and it's kind of ridiculous. But it's also like 
you just need to pay off your mortgage and stuff. This looked like just freewheeling, weird, zany town, like Nintendo social network kind of thing or something. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that'll be cool. But yeah, so will we be getting it? Maybe? I don't know. Well, no, we're, yeah, I was say the game comes out next month, so we're definitely getting it here. But I'm sure one of us will pick it up. If not, Sean's probably going to be reviewing it. Yeah, June 6th is when that, that hits. So yeah, and hey, stage debut. The dream finally finally realized um mario kart thing nathan what shows are you watching right now and john why are your streams always so crowded why are you so popular john that's the real question uh because i do videos on the internet because you do video okay cool uh what shows am i watching right now uh hannibal was uh yesterday we watched that and fargo which the locally made crime stuff which super great seeing like a calgary bus go by in the background of a scene that has happened like twice now and it's just like, <laughs> I know that. That's I've been there. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's, it's also a pretty cool show. Although, occasionally the comedy is a little weird. Anyway. I don't know why. They, are you watching any TV shows, John? Since we're talking about TV shows? No. Briefly? Okay. Not at all. None at all. Uh, Bruce writes in, What are your thoughts on periphery demographics in gaming? For example, children playing games that are aimed primarily at adults. That happens all the time. Uh, yeah. what are the possible implications of this continuing trend? So I guess people buying stuff outside of their demographic barriers. Or whatever. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. That stopped me from playing on Xbox Live a lot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Or at the very least, my default with, like, we were talking about Bungie and the Halo, I would just mute everybody all the time. Like, just by yeah. default. Like, it's just like, maybe someone's saying something really cool right now, but I will never know because I'm just going to mute it. Like, maybe they're saying, good job, bro, that was a nice shot there, Krasnor. That was really rad, what you just did. <laughs> no one is saying that because no one is that nice online, let's be honest. I know, but I guess I wouldn't know either way. Like, I'm just, I, yeah. That, the younger demographic playing stuff online led to silence for me. So, yeah. And I guess us in retail, there was always kind of, I specifically remember GTA 4 being a thing where it's just like, uh, I'm basically just going to read this ERSRB box to you, the parent, and see how that goes. And then, like, that typically resulting in, oh, no, that sounds terrible. So, yeah, kids buying stuff that they're not supposed to be playing. But I, do, are there any other kind of pr demographic things? Like, is there secretly a big audience for, like, the Dora games? And they're, like, older people? <laughs> uh, a lot of college-age students actually do play those Dora games. Like the early just childhood class of Yeah, because they can. I can't say anything. I played those stupid childhood games just for fun. Okay. So, what are the implications of this? Uh, like, I guess, faulty sales data or something, maybe? Like... Yeah, faulty sales data, um... That's really, like, that's the only major implication, really. Like I, and like I jokingly said, them driving me off of Xbox Live because it was getting obnoxious listening to public chats. Right. And I guess I'm just wondering if, like, part of it might be, uh, like, if, if if this happens all the time, would that age of the, like, the average age of the gamer kind of just keep inflating? But it's like, no, 12-year-olds are still playing. You just don't know it because they're buying, MS, like, e m-rated stuff or whatever like their parents are buying it i don't i guess where does that number come from is it like surveys where they're like hey the average age of the gamer is now 36 or something like is that from a yeah. survey pool or is that just those, those are usually survey pools yeah and like marketing tracking information okay 
kids playing iPhones. I, I don't know. But yeah. I guess gamers are getting older and older too, and then they've always been super young. Anyway, math. Uh, Thomas writes in with some questions. Um, I guess this first, this first stuff here is about your airplane experience. You know how one of the airport security guards was suspicious about you selling games. Imagine if she opened your bag full of games and you happened to be carrying that one game your friends tricked you into autographing for yourself. How worse do you think your already horrible plane trip could have gotten if that was the case, I guess? And I also, sorry about being part of that thing that happened. Uh, why would that matter? I don't know. I, it would just be like an extra crestfallen moment of just like, oh. Well. I would just be like, that's my name. Here's my business card. Right. That's all that would be. There's That would probably be less stressful because that would show I was actually holding on to my game. So if anything, that probably would have been the least stressful moment, if not like a small reprieve. There you go. So opposite. That would have helped, yeah. maybe. So you're welcome. I, I don't... I was just filming. I didn't come up with the prank. But, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, if like I had a game with, like, writing on it, I do you want another copy to kind of replace that one? Like, it just <laughs> seems sad, like, if it's a collecting thing. Like, Pikmin had an autograph on it. Although then I have Psychonauts with Tim Schafer's autograph on it, but I guess that makes more sense. Anyway. Autographing. What are some of the weirdest motion-ish genre of games you guys have played? Um, I'm talking like visual novel dating sim or programming game or vehicle simulation game. Okay. I probably like visual novel because Phoenix Wright is technically that. I guess. Like, Phoenix, you play Phoenix weird stuff Wright. though, isn't there something more fringe than that? Like Goat Simulator? Farm Simulator? A lot of weird... Uh, specific simulators. Yeah, I mean, like, I played Euro Truck Simulator too, but that's also kind of a popular one. So. I guess. I've played a dating sim of myself. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Was it a mod or something? Like, what do you mean? No, it was a Flash game someone made. So oh. I, was the, I was the person you were trying to woo with a friend of mine, but the friend was a guy, so it was a... Fun uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. It was a thing that happened. Did it just use pictures or, like, art drawings? Art. Oh, okay. I guess that's pretty specifically weird. Uh, man, I, I don't know. Visual novel. I, I mean, I've played visual novels, but I don't find those super strange anymore. Dating Sims, like, does the feel the magic count? That was such a weird... <laughs> no, that's a minigame collection. But it's about a relationship. That game, that game itself is weird as hell, and so is the Rub Rabbits, the one where you're just trying to make a baby. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'll go with, like, weird rhythm games like that as just strange things. Um, finally, what's the longest continuing session of one game you've ever done? What game was it, and how long was the session? Uh, Killer 7. Wow. Tw- at least 12 hours. Wow. That's I finished, weird... I played a the majority of that game in one sitting. Were you just transfixed? Like, it was just... Yeah, and then I stood up because I realized, oh, I needed to use eat food, and then almost blacked out. <laughs> because Jeez. I take well good care of myself. Although this was like 2006, yeah, or 2005. I guess the atmosphere is just so thick. You just got caught in Suda's web of strangeness. Didn't even notice. I, that's a strange one for that kind of marathon. I played a lot of Metal Gear Solid Three in one big continuous stretch. That was probably like eight hours. Elder Scrolls stuff pulls me in for 
untold amounts of time. I don't even know sometimes. Like, it is like that, oh, it's dark out now kind of realization. But yeah, there's probably a Skyrim or Oblivion binge that was 10, 12 hours. Well, I guess we were talking about Dead Rising at the very start of the show. I did the survival mode thing, but that also in- included like... I think you could basically rely on the controller dying and it would actually stop the game. So I did sleep while doing that. Yeah, that was one thing you could do with that ridiculous, like, seven in-game days with no saving mode. Yeah, I slept and left my system on overnight to fully accomplish that. But that was kind of two days that involved long stretches of Dead Rising happening. Um and I got those, but I never got, like, the weirder, more specific achievements of, like, Frank the Pimp and stuff. Like, there's 200 mm. points I never got in that game because they're just kind of more demanding than just play it a lot. Apparently, Frank the Pimp's actually not that hard to get if you follow a specific guide. I, like, I, oh, I, yeah, do, do these specific missions and you've got it. Yeah, it's like starting over and doing things in very specific orders. And then it, I guess you can also get another achievement by doing that one, right? Where you have a X number of survivors with you at the same time. Yeah, because you, you need, I think, eight ladies and there's an achievement for having eight survivors on on group at one time yeah so i guess i could go back and do that but that's probably realistically not gonna happen um yeah. andrew k has a couple questions sorry i just took all the questions is that okay I'm that's okay querying so we got we got four questions left basically three from andrew and one from james yeah uh are you guys looking forward to summer games done quick and if so what runs are you looking forward to uh he's personally looking forward to system shock 2 ape escape 2 Tohovania? Tohovania 2. And Bunny Must Die, Bleed, and Octodad. What is Tohovania is my first question. It is a Castlevania-style game with the Toho characters. Toho is that uh, famous bullet hell shooter series that a fan made. Oh, okay. So, there you have it. I'm looking at the list now to kind of see what's up. I'm seeing Pikmin Uh, on there, so that's kind of awesome. I'm not going to look at the list till later. But uh, my buddy, Pekel, is going to be doing a run of Goosebumps Attack of the Mutants. Okay. So I'm excited to see that and see how that goes over. Uh, everything else I'll worry about when it closes, comes closer to Summer Games on Quick. Oh, I guess, yeah. When When is that? I guess we can say. Um, it just says 2014. April 23rd, is it, it was updated. Uh, June 22nd. Looks like when it kicks off. So, cool. Banjo-Tooie was a weird game. Three hours and 15 minutes. Dang. Mm. That's a long game. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to collect. Um, question two. I recently started playing through Final Fantasy twelve and was pleasantly sur- surprised to find out that it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. So what was so bad about it to get so many people to hate it? Yeah, I actually liked twelve. Uh, I was in the minority. Uh, the story, I think most people that I heard complaining about was the battle system because it was basically... MMO style controls and not like traditional JRPG controls. Yeah. And the storyline was just kind of super serious. Like it was set in the world of uh, the Final Fantasy Taxes universe, which doesn't like really joke around that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's mainly it. why. I've never played it extensively. Like, did you finish it? Did you actually get pulled? No, I didn't because uh, God Hand came out. Okay. Actually, I guess, God- yeah, it wasn't God Hand, but I was saying like, I don't know if it was people hating it or just so much as dismissing it, because that game came out, like, right before Next Gen happened, essentially. Like, it was, like, one of the last PS2-era games, and it was like, well, I could play this, or I could move on to, like, HD stuff or whatever, and a lot of people kind of opted to jump on that. So, 
I don't know. I remember playing the demo on Dragon Quest Eight. They included a demo, and you yeah. fought a dinosaur, I think. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I ended up picking it up eventually. I've, I, I have no like strong feelings against it. I just never really had time for it. Same way, I like I never finished Okami. Like it was just kind of late entries in that generation that kind of got preempted in favor of new stuff, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, maybe I'll go back and check it out sometime. Although, yeah, it's, I mean, this 10 HD came out. Do they have any plans for more HD? That'd Probably, be... but 10 was requested for a while, so. 12 less popular, so. I, I see, like, 9 getting an HD remake before 12. Well, and, like, 7 and 8 got Steam, like, PC. But they already had PC ports to, to begin with. Well, they yeah, back in the day they were on PC, but. Yeah, that's easily... all those are. Those are, port, those are ports of those PC ports. Yeah, but. I guess it's just they're easy to get again, which is cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, what is your favorite fighting game character? No crossover games are allowed, so you can't just be like, hey, Spider-Man, or I really like Mario, or Nathan Drake. Sorry, I'm reading his example. Why here. Why doesn't that count? Because there are a lot of crossover fighting games and a lot of characters who show up in multiple crossover games. I guess he probably means the licensed characters, maybe. So, like, I can't say, oh, I really like Batman because I played Mortal Kombat versus DCU. I think he's saying, like, these characters exist because fighting games. Like the... I, I assume they're like specifically saying like only like fighting game only characters. Yeah, but like like this, it seems kind of weird to dismiss all those genres like Marvel vs. Capcom, Smash Brothers, PlayStation All Stars. Those are the examples they list. Right, but I mean, I guess even in the rosters of some of those, like you could choose Ken and he's in Marvel vs. Capcom, but that doesn't mean you know. Yeah, that doesn't preclude that. Or PlayStation, uh, Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard? Is that uh, King of Fighters? Yep. He's got the King hat. of Fighters, Fatal Fury. Okay. Yep. Man. I'm trying to think, like, I mean, you know, played some of the, like, a Paul, it's got that big hair. The dude with the big hair. Tekken, that guy's okay. Although, he's not, like, the main guy I play in Tekken either, so, like, Heihachi, again, rad hair. I'm just thinking of Namco, apparently fighting game character Namco does crazy endings I was just playing Mortal Kombat again and mm -hmm. I kind of like that whole cast but no one dude maybe Scorpion out at, of at at Mortal Kombat I'd always say Johnny Cage Johnny Cage okay he's, Johnny Cage. he's pretty funny like seeing him again with his kind of wisecracks and he, and like the just him being goes too. like a normal dude who accidentally stumbled into like this actual battle of wizards and like interdimensional horrors. Like it's just like whatever, man. Movies and it's just no. Like that guy actually had his spine ripped out, and he's just like, oh, yeah, he's he's okay. It's kind of like Duke Nukem though, a little bit. It's the shades, <laughs> I guess. You know, not. I guess I shouldn't hold that against him. I I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like I've play fighting games they don't really like their characteristics and like personality and story doesn't usually come across it's more just like what moves do you yeah. like so it's just like yeah you, you have to you have to look a little bit more into like the backstory of those characters to get like the information on that yeah so i'm just gonna say blanca all right and we'll move on to the last question all right last question uh james i already asked this what? What? 
Do oh, wait. The precedent set by Nintendo regarding marketing will continue. In other words, do you think that Nintendo will offer other deals when you buy a game and get another free as they've done with Mario? I asked that. What do you think? That was it's just a tactic someone reused. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the Mario Kart thing. It's okay, though, because we're not done. Facebook had a couple new ones. Uh, if Nintendo does something like actual real life versions of the character trophies for the new Smash Bros. game, how would you feel about that? Sorry, say that again? Uh, actual real life character trophies for new Smash. Uh,. Argent is asking. Oh, if they sold those? I guess so. Are there like promotional yeah. items? Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Something? I'd buy them. Okay. So positively, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and last question, which is a perfect kind of segue into some stuff. Uh, Christopher asks, will you guys do a crossover with the RuneScape podcast? RuneScape <laughs> Radio. Um, <laughs> probably not, but since you brought it up, uh, if you guys want to review us on iTunes or anything, that's cool. Uh, if you want to ask us questions, as we've just been answering them, uh, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, uh, there's the Facebook account, which I'm reading this off of right now, Top Down Perspective, and there's also an email, which is topdownperspective at gmail.com, which I checked like an hour ago, so if someone just sent something in, I apologize. Maybe, so, you know. it, the description of collaborating with the RuneScape Podcast just puts me in the idea of taking their last podcast cutting up little sound bites and just using them to re- as a soundboard to respond to our questions. Oh, like just sample the RuneScape podcast and kind of <laughs> yeah, develop some so, beef in? That'd be so dumb, but it'd be so good. It would be pretty dumb, but yeah, I I don't know. I just It stood out to me so weird that this seven-year-old thing is still there. But yeah, it reviews on iTunes and whatnot. Uh, that's it for questions. Games of the week. I mean, Picross E4. Dang. Some Picross. Take that, Rusty. I, I won't hassle you about it because I, I don't know firsthand. But, um, all right, Picross. I'm going to go, yeah. like, since I'm apparently only a third into Asura's Wrath, I'm going to say, like, a lot of my enjoyable gaming time this week was Pikmin 3. That was a fun, like, return to that whole franchise and everything. That was That was fun to see. So, Pikmin 3, one of the free games with Mario Kart 8 recurring recommendation check it, check uh, it out yeah check it out uh that's... download it on your local internet yeah i wonder how many gigs that would be i don't even know it's 32 gig system so that could be a problem eventually but anyway that's it for us here at the top down perspective next week who knows who'll be here it might just be me it could be like sean might be back but yeah john will be gone though so say goodbye john goodbye i'll miss you thank you Oh man! <laughs> Zombie stuff. I'll be on. I'll be on vaca- vacation. So I don't know. All right. And uh, thanks to everybody for stopping by live. Um, see you guys next time. Later, guys.